Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, September 3rd, and this is for September 3rd through September 9th. We have six retrograde planets mm. right now. Well, it'll be five retrograde planets for about 12 hours because today, Sunday, September 3rd, Venus will end its retrograde phase and turn direct at 6.20 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. So then we'll be down to five retrograde planets. But at 7.10 a.m. Pacific time on Monday morning, Jupiter will turn retrograde. Mm -hmm. So no matter how you slice it, we're working with a lot of retrograde planets at the moment. Yeah. And during stretches like these, it can seem like it's hard to make progress or maybe it feels like you are making progress, but it takes much more effort than it usually does. You know, with the retrograde planets, it's also a good time to review and reflect. The planets are turned inward, and there's a good chance we're also turning inward. When we have so many retrograde planets, it's a time to slow down and catch your breath. But one planet that will soon no longer be retrograde is Venus. Mm -hmm. Venus has been retrograde since July 22nd, so it's been about a month and a half We've mm -hmm. been working with a retrograde Venus, and whether we were aware of it or not, Venus retrograde might have been putting a stress on our partnerships and our relationships, might have brought some additional tension to financial matters, it might have also had us questioning how we feel about ourselves. Mm. Do I like my look, my style? Maybe we've been feeling like Bruce Springsteen, and when we look in the mirror, we want to change our clothes, our hair, our face. But even if we have not been dancing in the dark during this Venus retrograde or dancing with Courtney Cox, mm -hmm. there's a chance that the past month and a half, maybe we haven't felt as secure in certain areas of our lives. But that all comes to an end this evening when Venus stations direct and then none of us will ever feel insecure about anything ever again mm -hmm. or at the very least maybe we'll start to feel better about where we are in the world right now maybe we start seeing more beauty and value in things that we weren't seeing as strongly during the past six weeks or so and venus will not turn retrograde again until 2025 wow. that will be march 1st 2025 when it will be retrograde in the sign of aries and also pisces so it will be about a year and a half until we deal with another Venus retrograde. Okay. And for anyone who might be wondering, the last time Venus was retrograde was December 2021 in January 2022. So today as Venus starts marching forward again, it is currently at 12 degrees Leo. And Venus was also at 12 degrees Leo way back on June 19th. So during this Venus retrograde that started in July when Venus was at 28 degrees Leo, Venus backtracked all the way to 12 degrees Leo, which is where it stands today. So that means Venus is going to be retracing all the ground it covered since June 19th. Mm. We might need to deal with certain situations again that came up over the past couple of months. But this time around, the hope is that we'll be seeing things from a different perspective, hopefully a clearer perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe we learned something about ourselves or learned something about a partner or, or a loved one. And maybe we're a bit more wise because of it. Maybe we'll be able to integrate the things we've learned, especially in the areas of our lives involving relationships, money, values, self-worth, creativity, and 
emotions. And while Venus is preparing to go direct today, Sunday, and even, you know, I'd say this would go for Monday or Tuesday as well, don't be surprised if certain emotions or feelings come up. There's a good chance all of us are feeling a bit more sensitive right now as the Venus retrograde is coming to an end. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you know, let's just get right into it. You know, I mentioned at the top... Almy is a Scorpio, and she's been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week, I like to ask Almy a question to get her Scorpio take on life. We call this the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Now, Almy, what I would like to do today, if you're up for it, is I would like to play a trivia game with you, where you will guess the names of celebrities who were born when Venus was retrograde. And I see in my notes, I already have all the names right here, so I'm just going to scroll past that, cover your eyes. Oh, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> and and, uh, yeah, you did not see that at all because no. I also wrote them down on a post-it note so I can be more uh, secretive over here. Great. So, again, I'm going to give you clues as to who these people are. And what they have in common is that all of these celebrities were born when Venus was retrograde. Okay. This first person is a singer, just all kinds of hit songs over the years, including Diamonds, Umbrella, Suburbia. She has a makeup company. She's a billionaire, I believe. And she has 14 number one songs mm. on the Billboard Hot 100 over the years. 14 of 14 number ones. Can you mm. name the singer? Rihanna. Rihanna, that's right. She was born when Venus was retrograde. Wow, okay. This next person is, let's just say she's an actress because she is. <laughs> and she played the character Gail Weathers in the Scream movie series. She also appeared in the Bruce Springsteen Dancing in the Dark video. Can you name this actress? Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, you guessed right. This next person is, wow, she's got quite a resume here. She's the Princess of Wales, mm. and she's married to the Prince of Wales. Mm -hmm. Wow, not too shabby. Can you name this person? Kate Middleton. She also goes by the name Kate Middleton. Or, sorry, I think it's Catherine now. I don't mm. think she goes by Kate anymore. Oh, it's okay. Catherine Middleton. Catherine, that does sound more perfect. Yeah, when you're the princess of, of anything... I think you go with Catherine yeah. over Kate. But again, I, I, don't, I have no experience being a princess, but I think she's making <laughs> the right choice. Catherine Middleton. And then this last person on my list here is an actor. And he was, well, he's been all kinds of stuff. I think his first breakthrough role would have been on the TV show Six Feet Under. But then he went on to another show people have heard of, hopefully, called The Office. And he played a character named Dwight Schrute. And oh, he also okay. recently wrote a book called Soul Boom, Why We Need a Spiritual Revolution, which I am very interested in reading this book. Uh, can you name this actor? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. He's also a Seattle Seahawks fan, okay. if I remember correctly. Cool. But uh, yeah, he wrote a book called Soul Boom, Why We Need a Spiritual Revolution. And I am very interested in checking out this book. I think it just came out this year. So that's it. That's all we got for the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Almy, you went four for four. I'm very impressed. Thank you. And uh, I also want to thank Cafe Astrology. There's a website called Cafe Astrology out there, cafeastrology.com. And that's how I found out that these particular celebrities were born when Venus was retrograde. It's a great website. Check it out. All right. So for this upcoming week, let's take a look. We have Monday, September 4th. That's the day Jupiter goes mm -hmm. retrograde and it will happen around 7 a.m. Pacific time. And Jupiter will remain retrograde until December 30th. Mm. Now, is that a big deal when Jupiter goes retrograde? 
Mm. Most astrologers would put that down on the list of planets, like retrograde planets, where it would make a difference really in much of anything. They usually say with Jupiter, whether it's direct, whether it's retrograde, it's all kind of the same thing. Jupiter is just that happy, fun-loving, anything-goes kind of planet. It's all about optimism, you know, humor, all the things you associate with Sagittarius, maybe being a little bit scattered, that kind of stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, it's going to go retrograde. Will we feel it all that much? I don't think so. But one aspect we will feel on Monday that involves Jupiter is that Jupiter is going to form a trine with Mercury on Monday around 3.30 a.m. Pacific time. So that's like a really abundant kind of a, of, a, of an aspect, expansion, growth. But keep in mind, Mercury is retrograde, and so will Jupiter. Jupiter will also be retrograde. So watch for over-the-top things, especially with communicating. You know, Jupiter has a tendency to exaggerate things. Again, Mercury is still retrograde, but either way, it is an optimistic transit. This might be a day where you feel a strong spiritual connection to something or a fearlessness even, where you're like, the heck with all these retrograde planets. I don't care what they're doing. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Now, the moon will be in Taurus all day, doing its best to keep us grounded and feeling stable. The Taurus moon is mostly happy on Monday. It's going to form an easygoing trine with the sun and Mercury. It's going to form a conjunction with Jupiter. And it does square Venus at one point during the day. But overall, it's a happy moon. And when the moon's happy, generally our collective mood is also happy. Mm, so hopefully we'll find uh, even for, well, it's a Labor Day weekend too. So it's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everyone. But Monday's looking pretty good. There will be a lot of Earth energy on Monday for sure. We're still in Virgo season, Taurus mm. moon, Taurus, of course, and Earth sign. So very earthy energy out there on Monday. Okay. Tuesday, September 5th, the moon will remain in Taurus until 9.45 a.m. Pacific time. It has a brief void, of course, period for about three hours, and then it moves into Gemini around 1 p.m. Pacific time. Lots of Mercury will be in the air on Tuesday. The Gemini moon is ruled by Mercury. When you add that to the mix with the Virgo sun and Virgo and Mercury, or I should say Mercury and Virgo, there's going to be a lot of communicating, a lot of thinking, a lot of moving around. Mm. This is quite restless energy. It's sociable energy, chatty energy. It's not so good at just sitting still <laughs> energy, okay. fidgety energy for sure. And the moon will form a square with Saturn around 7 p.m. Tuesday Pacific time. So in the evening, we might feel a little bit down when the Saturn and, and the moon are at odds like that. We can feel a little bit gloomy, but that influence should not last more than a few hours. It should be fleeting at least. So let's see what's looking at. we got Wednesday, September 6th. Now the sun is going to form a conjunction with Mercury on the 6th. And the Sun and Mercury will both be at 13 degrees of Virgo. And it's technically called an inferior conjunction because right now today, Sunday, Mercury is actually ahead of the Sun. Mm. But because Mercury is retrograde and backtracking through the degrees of Virgo, uh, Mercury is going to uh, backtrack and meet up with the Sun on Wednesday. Now, this mm. does have the potential to be a productive day on Wednesday. The Moon will continue to be in Gemini, but it could also be an exhausting day too. Very fluid energy for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Very changeable energy this week with okay. the moon in Gemini agitating both the sun and Mercury. The Gemini moon will form nice aspects on Wednesday with Mars and Venus, but it will also square the sun and Mercury. So while there will be a lot of information exchanged on Wednesday, there might be some glitchiness 
with that information as well. Either way, though, the Sun-Mercury conjunction on Wednesday, that is a good aspect for getting clear, concise information about something, especially when we're in the middle of a, of a Mercury retrograde. So one other thing I want to mention on Wednesday, we'll see if anything comes from this, but I noticed that the United States of America will be experiencing its Black Moon Lilith return on Wednesday. Now, we all have Lilith somewhere in our charts, and it takes Lilith about nine years to get around the Zodiac. So every nine years, all of us have a Lilith return where it returns to the place where it was when we were born. Okay. Now, on Wednesday, Lilith will be at 27 degrees Leo. And that's where it was when the United States was born on July 4th, 1776. That is the birthday we use for the United States when we do a chart for America because that's the day the Declaration of Independence was signed. Lilith represents our primal urges, it represents our dark side, if you will, that we don't show to the world because we know it probably won't be accepted. It's the stuff maybe we talk about in therapy, if we even mm -hmm. talk about it in therapy. So in the case of the U.S. experiencing its Lilith return this coming week, don't be surprised if some sort of, you know, top secret information regarding the U.S. comes to light, something like that. Spooky. Yeah, watch out for that if you're, if you're bored on Wednesday. Maybe something will come up regarding the U.S. Mm. Now, Thursday, September 7th, the, I don't want to call it an, emo, an emotional whirlwind, but the whirlwind that the Gemini moon could stir up this week will continue through most of Thursday. And again, just expect a good amount of movement this week, a good amount of news. If certain areas of your life have been stuck, there's a decent chance those areas will become unstuck this week while the moon is passing through gemini tuesday through thursday okay look out thursday yeah the moon remains in gemini until until 3 22 p.m pacific time on thursday and then we have a bit of a break until 10 p.m pacific time when the moon will enter cancer expect there to be a healthy amount of activity most of the day on thursday until 3 22 p.m pacific and then the moon will be void of course until 10 p.m and during that six and a half hour window, that could be the time when we can catch our breath, relax, unwind, all that fun stuff if we find that we do need a break. Now, if you are someone whose mind is always moving at 100 miles an hour anyway, you might love the energy of this upcoming week. But for others who prefer to take life at a more measured pace, you might not like it as much. Mm. Now, the Gemini moon does form a square with Neptune at 3.22 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. That happens just before the moon goes void, of course. So with that square from Neptune, that could signify a confusing situation. It could signify a miscommunication. It could but this is the day we're becoming unstuck. We're becoming unstuck, but we might not be working with the best information. Yeah, there's movement, but not necessarily clarity as well, no, if that makes any sense. No, that doesn't. Yeah, let's see what else I wrote here. It could also go, <laughs> but yeah, I was saying there could be more confusion. However, it could go the other way, actually, and bring clarity to a situation that has been confusing. Oh. Neptune is that nebulous planet where it can either create a cloud around something or clear up the cloud, or clear up the cloud. Okay. it also has the ability to lift the veil okay. as it were okay. and bring clarity to something but it's usually one or the other sometimes extreme okay <laughs> um but you know with the with the moon uh, what's going on here the moon squaring neptune right yeah that can cloud our judgment it can make us tired um. now it can be good for creativity art it could be good for napping <laughs> And also, the moon that day is going to form a quincunx with Pluto on Thursday. That'll happen around 6.30 
p.m. Pacific time. And that can bring some intensity to things, maybe a power struggle, a situation coming to a head. And then, as mentioned, around 10 p.m. on Thursday Pacific time, the moon will settle into its home sign of cancer. But there is hope that the unstuck, that doesn't necessarily happen Thursday. That could happen at any time this week, right? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. I'm just okay. seeing, you know, I don't know how to, what to call it other than just a lot of movement. Uh, Gemini always gets things going. Mm. And when the moon is in Gemini, our collective mood is going to become very restless. We're going to feel like we want to communicate. We want to reach out to people. We're going to want to work on projects and tackle certain things that maybe we've been putting off. Okay. So we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you finish repairing the car, but it means you definitely take all the pieces out of the car. <laughs> so you got those all sitting out there in front of you. Then you got maybe try to figure out how to put it back in okay. and do that puzzle. But it, at least things are moving, okay. I guess is kind of the way to put it. Okay. Now, Friday, September 8th, the moon will be in Cancer all day. The Cancer moon forms a nice trine with Saturn, in a sextile with Mercury. The challenging moon aspect on Friday will be when the moon squares Mars around 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. That can make us feel a little frustrated or agitated, maybe short-tempered. The sun's going to form a trine with Jupiter on Friday, and that's a really, really good aspect. And it's actually going to be Jupiter's second trine of the week. Monday, Jupiter trines Mercury. Friday, it trines the sun. And a trine is when two planets are 120 degrees apart. In this case, the sun will be at 15 degrees Virgo, and Jupiter will be at 15 degrees Taurus. Trines happen when signs are in the same element, and the elements are earth, fire, water, and air. And in this case, it's an earth uh, trine because Virgo and Taurus are both earth signs. But in general, fire signs can potentially trine one another, air signs trine one another, water signs trine one another. And the sun trine Jupiter can bring abundant feelings, optimism, growth. You could be feeling high on life, anything's possible, that kind of a thing. It's considered to be a very, very lucky transit. Mm. Hopefully it will bring some good things your way on Friday. The only thing Yeah, the only thing really to guard against is just overdoing things or going too far with celebrating or that kind of a thing. Okay. So you still want to be safe, I guess, but um but it's it's good stuff in general when we have a trine like that between the sun and Jupiter. And then Saturday, September 9th, things are looking pretty darn chill. The Cancer Moon is going to form positive aspects with the Sun, with Jupiter and Uranus. It will square Chiron, so there could be some tenderness in the air on Saturday. But there's always going to be some tenderness in the air anyway whenever the Moon is in Cancer. I would normally say you might feel like staying home on Saturday because Mm -hmm. the Cancer Moon has such a strong connection to the home. But with the Moon forming a sextile with Uranus, around 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday, you know, that could bring a little excitement to the mix, a little electricity, you know, wanting to get out there and explore. Okay. So Saturday could end up being a party night in disguise. And then a quick look at the week after this upcoming week. We have a new moon on Thursday, September 14th. That will be in the sign of Virgo. And then Mercury will go direct on Friday, September 15th. But for this week at least, overall, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are looking to be very, very active. You might need to make a conscious effort to slow down at times. Yeah. Be careful on the roads. People could be driving a million miles an hour out there, and people could also be very distracted, too. I mean, that sounds like the way people drive all the time mm-hmm. anyway, but mm-hmm. it could be even heightened uh, this upcoming week. So things settle down Friday and Saturday, but in the meantime, enjoy the ride. Thanks for listening. We love you, and Almy's going to help us relax now. <laughs> Let's take our three deep breaths in and out as we always close the show. So first, you know what we do. Get in a nice, comfy position. Get settled in. Let's start with our forehead and release the tension in your forehead. Unfurrow your brow. And move down to your jaw and unclench your jaw. Unstick your tongue from the roof of your mouth. And then go down to your shoulders and just let those shoulders drop. If you would like to close your eyes before we take our deep breaths, you can close them now. Let's take that first slow deep breath in and out. In. out. Slow deep breath in and out. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening and thank you as always for your support. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, we are at something about astrology and at something about astrology underscore on TikTok. We hope you have a great rest of your long weekend if you are in the USA, and we hope you have a great week ahead, and we will talk to you again soon.